Hello, it's me again. Lovely uh, Saturday. I just went shopping with my dad not long ago, and we ended up picking up a whole bunch of ingredients for dinner for the next two nights. $50 for feeding four people for two nights isn't um, horrible. It's not great. A lot more expensive than I anticipated and everything, but we are having chicken fried steak and uh, and green beans and mashed potatoes tomorrow night and doing the whole uh, country Midwestern thing. So, anyways, um, I'm reading about um, a species called the Nasin. I just watched an episode of uh, Star Trek Voyager detailing some of them, and there's a couple exiles. Uh, one of them is referred to as a Suspiria, and the other one's uh, referred to as a, the Caretaker. And um, both of them are exiles of some of a species called the Nasin. And the Nasin exist, uh, existed in a realm of uh, called Exosia. Now, it's one and the same um, Exosia as uh, d- discussed in the Bible. Um, and it's just really what it is it's a it's a location of pure thought of, of pure mind so they refer to it as uh, Ocampatanus described it as a place of pure thought pure energy a place of, of the mind I wouldn't necessarily call it pure energy um, I would actually say a place of the mind is probably a better um, better description of this so it's uh, and uh, what the what these beings are they're actually being detailed in um, in Star Trek Discovery it's the new TV series. It's uh, featuring Star Trek and everything. And um, what it is, it's, um, it's just basically a place of, um, like I said, of mind. Now, I, as I'm detailing, um, going through and uh, reading about this, um, one of the things that's uh, of interest to me is um, something called um, string theory. Now, string theory isn't a theory. You know, it's basically every universe um, is on a thread. And uh, with those threads, um, each of them has a timeline associated with it. So, you know, beginning for the timeline and end for the timeline. And, and basically, um, the Milky Way galaxy itself is on one single thread, you can say, you know, um, within a string, a string of multiverses out there um, that exist. And the, the Milky Way galaxy actually has a primary timeline that's associated to it. My dad's back already. So um, I'll get to this in a bit hardly any time on this recording, is there? Anyways, continuing that thought, um, yeah, so I dug into uh, string theory years ago, and uh, I think I was spending more time trying to dissect what science meant um, with some of these terms and everything. One of the biggest terms that I had a hard time with was um, the idea of string theory, what they meant by it, and also the multiverse and what they meant by that as well. There was a couple others that were uh, similar in concept and everything, but I couldn't, you know, I was trying to wrap my mind around the concepts, you know, what exactly do they mean by a string theory and everything? What do they mean by the multiverse? What do they mean, you know, um, the concepts kept going, you know, from a, like a Higgs buzzing to you name it, um, and uh, in fictional realms, you know, the omega particle and that kind of stuff. Why, you know, what what does it all mean? You know, what's a quark? What's a tachyon? What's, you know, and where the biggest thing that I kept uh, kept thinking was, where the fuck do these terms come from? 
you know so it's just like you know whether or not it's fiction it's referred to as fiction or it's referred to as fact um i just started you know going through this process of really kind of analyzing you know the the information that was coming at me um not just where it was coming from but why and uh and what it all meant you know was there something i felt like i was missing something you know there was something obvious too and it wasn't um it, it, it you can you can maybe analogize it to Neo's epiphany in the Matrix and really trying to understand what what is the Matrix you know this this thing this concept this idea you know of uh, him asking what the fuck you know is this word that called the Matrix that he you know had pre- been presented to him a number of number of times and everything and you know instantly it's just like that's that's the first question he asked Morpheus and everything well for me um, it wasn't necessarily Necessarily, the concept of the matrix or any um, any tangible term like that or literal term like that, it was more um, a question of where, where and why. How, what creates creativity? Um, what what makes it so where somebody uh, can actually think of these new terms and everything, let alone, you know, why is it when I seem to present anything, you know, for a term and everything, it it's summarily, you know, dismissed. And in a lot of cases, I just feel like I'm an idiot or, or the person that's left out of the entire thing and everything. Repeatedly, this kept happening. And I'm just like going, there's something I'm missing. You know, it's just like something big, you know, that I'm missing. And I just couldn't understand what it was. You know, and then all of a sudden, um, I, I think that uh, once I started I started putting two and two together, you know, I started realizing, wait a second, you know, it, it's almost like reality around me is being defined dynamically and everything. And I'm not just the participant, I'm the observer. You know, so, and, uh, you know, that's... It's watching something like Star Trek Voyager and everything right now is much different than it was, you know, 15 some odd years ago when it first aired. I'm watching it now from a perspective of, you know, it's more educational. It's more, um, this is a an introduction into not just temporal mechanics and and the way time functions, but the way the mind um, organizes information and uh, in how that information is uh, isolates us as individuals and, um, you know, basically a grander design on why it's done the way it's done. Now, it's easier to refer to things that, that, you know, somebody doesn't understand, particularly when there's so much volume of information and everything. It's easier to understand this and isolate and basically, you know, refer to it as fiction. It, much easier, you know, but easier doesn't always mean better. You know, easier is just more or less it's a mechanism used to allow somebody to live, you know, in relative ignorance. You know, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, because I did it for years. Um, you know, and like I said, it's just like I got memories back and basically let me see that 50,000 years ago, you know, I actually walked walked the, walked the through the universe and lived through the universe as, as Q, you know, the man in a literal sense depicted on Star Trek. You know, so uh, to some degree, I lost my mind, you know, um, and not in a bad sense, more or less in a, I let go over time and I kind of basically said, I'm tired of this life and, you know, um, I, I want something more and what that more is, I don't know. 
you know, and at that point I let my mind go, and at that point it it searched and and created and searched and created and searched and created until ultimately I landed on, you know, the storyline of this planet and and more or less uh, created a new existence for myself and everything. You know, so, and a part of it um, comes down to, you know, ultimately I have to actually wrap my mind around reality from this perspective. You know, um, understanding the universe, you know, um, the multiverse is a concept, you know, abstract notion and idea and everything, but my universe is absolute, you know, it's something that, that exists, it will exist, it will always exist, you know, it's it's a part of me and I am a part of it, and uh, the two of us are, you know, united in a, in a single whole. You know, and the, the mirrors, the windows, you can say, that we get, you know, into alternate realities um, are things that we are creating all the time, you know, whether or not that's through stories or movies or TV shows, um, you know, um, it's the information that's posited has a tendency, you know, to create the the foundation, to pour the foundation for this planet and everything, the way that we isolate that information and um, label it, you know, so if it's fiction, it tends to get ostracized and isolated and, and dismissed, you know, as as something that's contrary to fact, you know, and fact has more of a tendency to um, solidify the uh, the ground with that information and everything, and and that's actually kind of the problem and kind of what uh, I've actually had to struggle against is by the time I ended up uh, going fucking crazy in 2011 and everything and tried taking my life, um, a part of uh, the reason that I ended up doing that is because the facts that were being presented and the fictions that were being presented were creating contradictions and were creating so many contradictions contradictions, and it was literally causing a destruction of the entire universe itself. And I'm not just talking, you know, my universe, I'm talking all universes. The multiverse in itself was literally imploding. You know, and you see evidence of this in, uh, in fictional history and everything. You know, it could be everything from Transformers, um, and they're trying to find the AllSpark because there's this all-out war that's existing between, between Transformers, a duality-based existence and everything. They need to believe in a higher power, and I'm that higher, higher power. Um, it could be, you know, something as simple as um, the Cylons, you know, and robotic species and everything going to war with humans, and all of a sudden they're starting to realize that they're on a causal loop. You know, they don't know why they're repeating time, but they have plenty of evidence to show that they've been repeating time, and uh, this is something that they're interested in stopping, you know, so they go through, they annihilate the uh, the human race and everything in this, uh, or what, what it appears to be humans, you know, on seven planets that exist out in, uh, the, I think it's a Pegasus star system or something like that, and they go on this journey all to find Earth, and they find multiple versions of Starbuck and all these other things and everything, and it's just like, why? Why is Earth always the origin? You know, both the Cylons and the humanoids that are actually seeking it come back and find the same thing, and uh, it's assumed that this is a repetitive star- you know, cycle and everything. Now, this this whole concept and idea and everything is just trying to actually segue into something a little bit bigger, a little bit uh, grander a picture. You know, the Milky Way is but one galaxy. You know, it's one um, as as summed up by uh, Kal-El or Jor-El in uh, the movie Superman uh, 1978 with Christopher Reeve. Um, the one thing that he sums up very, very succinctly is every galaxy has its own measures for time and space. Um, now, those measures mean not necessarily be analytical and quantifiable. You know, um, that's actually one thing I've had to learn. You know, so my ability to be able to look at a, uh, you know, to look out in the world and everything, um, and my unfettered ability to be able to 
analyze the world uh, or perceive the world from my senses, from my sensory standpoint and everything, um, with chemicals will be different. You know, so when I saw the Terminator world and I saw, you know, the um, Saturn from the ground, you know, it wasn't Saturn from the ground from my perspective. I was leveraging a substance and everything that actually altered my perspective and everything to that which of those who who actually created that substance and everything. And, and that's the interesting thing about a hallucination. A hallucination simply, particularly when you're leveraging a hallucinatory substance and everything, it it's basically creating a window in your mind to perceive alternate realities um, and, and in particular to understand perception from alternative ways of perceiving the world. Now in a general sense our, our minds um, from a singular perspective and everything have the tendency to uh, to correct this. You know, and uh, this happens after, you know, generally speaking for me, three to four hours after ingesting a substance like that. You know, but the long-term implications of this to the mind is a different story. You know, for me, um, you know, when, going through the process that I did and actually uh, ingesting the hallucinogenics over in uh, Amsterdam was eye-opening. You know, um, I was at a point in my life where, you know, I was stressed out, you know, early. Um, I I was working hard, you know, but I was constantly asking the questions, why? You know, why am I here? What's what's the purpose? Where did all this come from? Um, a lot of questions like that and everything. And uh, one of the things that uh, I really found kind of annoying was being told what to think on a regular basis, particularly by people that, uh, you know, were from a religious background and everything. The expectation was that I would believe like they like they did simply because they told me to and I just couldn't accept that you know um now and that's actually you know for me it's just like if you're listening to this I don't expect you to perceive the world that I do you know in the same way that I do not only that but I also don't expect um expect you to align with my belief systems and with even with the terminology that I use and everything you know for me this is just nothing more than an egocentric narcissistic perspective and way of of looking at the world and the labels that I've used you know and the labels that I've used you know for instance the multiverse you know I exist in universe. And that timeline for that universe is 13.8 billion years in the past to approximately 13.8 billion years in the future, which makes for a time span of 27.8 billion years of this universe's timeline that I'm going to be able to explore. Now, I build that timeline. I built that timeline, you know, with my own mind and everything based on um, what's more or less 50,000 years of crude experience and everything that I'm actually seeing the results of, you know, in TV shows, movies, um, you know, making media of all different kinds and everything there's there's more exploration to do out there you know video games and all that kind of stuff and everything so you know so that's just one simple term it's an organization factor for my own mind an or organization order you can, could probably say is a little bit better of a term that uh, basically says my order you know for depicting this universe that I exist within my home if you will you know my thread if you want to look at it from a string theory perspective is uh, basically saying that that string, you know, um, the start to end point, you know, has a has a fixed timeline relative to me, and um, that timeline is, you know, it's something that uh, well, sure, there may be beings that choose to inhabit my universe. Um, and they, they certainly can influence it and often do influence it. You know, ultimately, if they want to have their own, um, 
their own version of the universe and become you know the egocentric center of that universe they essentially create their own thread and that thread is also known as a string you know in a string theory you know and that's where the multiverse comes from you know so occasionally these other strings will collide will influence will you know interact with mine you know and vice versa mine will interact with them um, my dad's home so I'm gonna continue this conversation later Um, I don't know what else I said. Um, I'm probably gonna just because this one's so short and everything. I'm probably not gonna add this tomorrow. But um, I getting beyond sh string theory and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's just um, it's just one perspective of the universe and everything. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of how to put this and everything. I won't, though. Hmm. There's something called Naval Radio Station Sugar Grove. Uh, it's an, it's an NSA listening facility. And uh, the coordinates for it are 38 degrees. Um, no, oh, hold on a second. I'll get you the precise location. 38 degrees, 30 minutes, 53.99 seconds north, and it's 79 degrees, 17 minutes, 3.16 seconds west. And this is a super-secret, top-secret um, listening facility. Um, by the NSA and uh, in conjunction with the naval um, naval intelligence, and uh, what they do is they receive um, a great deal of communications. Uh, it gets trafficked through here. Um, it's not necessarily a bad or a good thing. It's just uh, West Virginia in or was this North Virginia? Hold on a second, I'll tell you. I think it's West Virginia. Yeah, West Virginia. It's a kind of an obvious location. Well, I mean, it's not obvious. It's, you know, if you were actually looking at uh, surveillance maps and that kind of stuff, you'd see it from an overhead perspective pretty easily and everything. But, um, yeah. I'm not going to give you any de details on it. Just to, um, other than to say there's a huge landing spot created specifically for, <laughs> you're going to laugh at this, but it's absolutely true, created with the intention of basically making it so where this is the welcome spot for extraterrestrial visitors. So they put this in the heart of uh, West Virginia for a reason and uh, basically it's it's not just monitoring traffic here on this planet but it's also monitoring traffic out um, traffic outside the country or outside our our outside of our globe altogether and the intention and the goal for this place is quite literally um, to basically act as the liaison point the, the, the first the point of first contact uh, when first contact is is going to be made, um, that's kind of the reason it's you know 
it is in its location that it's at and everything. It's relatively close proximity to the White House. You'll see that, uh, hold on, it is not that far away. Yeah, altogether it's, let's draw a line on a map and everything, figure out the locate the distance. Yeah, altogether it's only t a little bit more than 200 miles away from Washington, D.C. So it's close enough um, not to actually be able to be seen um, by anybody that's, uh, you know, by prying eyes of the city population, but uh, far enough away that, um, well, close and it's far enough away to basically not be seen by the eyes of the population, but close enough that the president can make it there very quickly on first contact. So, and that's, like I said, that's the reason for the proximity, you know, to that location or everything. So at first, um, for the longest time, it had actually been a classified operation specifically for listening post and everything. But um, they later ended up expanding the operations, particularly since they have had some levels of success in receiving interstellar communication and everything. And what they're trying to do is basically prepare um, the country for first contact and everything, but basically make it so where the president is the first person that actually makes contact and, and, and shakes, in a literal sense, shakes the hand of any, any um, interstellar visitors and everything. Now the landing field itself, just to give you a, a little overview of it, it's a circular field that um, it's about 200 and, or 300 meters across. So we'll put this in miles. It's about um, almost, I'd say it's almost a quarter of a mile across. So it's should be enough to actually house any kind of ship uh, that's actually more terrestrially based and everything, which, uh, or less, uh, yeah, it's in intended for terrestrial landings and that kind of stuff. And while there is enough uh, landing space to, you know, to land a much more sizable vessel and everything, you know, the, the goal is to limit the size and everything of a landing vessel and basically designate the spot and everything. So, again, uh, to be precise, 38.514997, comma, negative 79.28421 is the, um, the landing location. And should you be an interstellar visitor or something like that, and you would like to make first contact with, uh, with our planet, well, right there's the location. Um, my country is actually receiving all any number of different transmissions, and that's where you can direct it at if you have direct something called directed energy transmissions, and uh, you can send it right to that location. Um, the, and uh, the landing spot is about a quarter mile to um, to the south of that. A quarter mile to the south, and maybe about one tenth of a mile to the uh, to the east of that location. So, anyways, just thought I'd relay that piece of information, and um, I'm gonna post this tomorrow. Oh, and um, yes, you will be met, you know, if so desired, and everything by president, by the president, and you know, the ruler of the free world. You know, if that's the location, you make first contact with the NSA through that location.